listening to the Detox and Chill podcast with Meg and Beck. It's our mission to share how we pursue our passion for wellness while balancing our real-world corporate jobs. This is a place where green juice and wine are interchangeable and nothing is off-limits. Instead of finding yourself down an internet black hole, we'll be bringing the experts straight to you so that your burning questions can be answered. So sit back and relax on your office chair yoga mat and enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back. Welcome. So Megan and I have had a bit of a struggle this week. We're in shambles. Well, I'll speak for myself. I feel like I'm in shambles today. I think we both got on the phone call today and we're just like, are you feeling like this? Yeah. Okay. Me too. <laughs> we read each other's minds. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happens when we're talking 24-7. 24-7, literally. No, I always feel like after a long weekend in particular, mm-hmm. and it was like <laughs> a whole new world. Yeah. I was just like, what is happening? I told you, I think I left not exaggerating probably five things at home and or forgot to do things that I always do in mm-hmm. my morning routine mm-hmm. so tough so tough and just everybody at work today was just so yeah. like down in the dumps and like oh don't want to be here and I it know. was gorgeous outside and the weekend wasn't as gorgeous so it's just like why I know why is this happening we had like one I don't know if your company does this do they ever do like all company meetings oh, yeah. where everyone goes mm-hmm. so we had one of those and what it was let off with was oh we thought about sending an email that said everyone just take the day off it's so nice but there's too much work what? to be done <laughs> I was like part of me was like slam the laptop <laughs> down walk I'm out, out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like why would you even why lead in with that? that that's terrible <laughs> awful so bad i had um an even worse wellness struggle (laughs) last week so on thursday night i so i was working from home on friday so like thursday night i was going home i was like yeah it's a long weekend like work from home tomorrow don't have to get ready just be in my pjs all day like this is great ready to take on the world Mm -hmm. aka just cook dinner for the night (laughs) which is and go to bed (laughs) and go to bed so we decided my husband and i dan decided to make salmon with a mango salsa so let me just preface this (laughs) which sounds amazing (laughs) let me just preface this with the fact that I have eaten mango in a smoothie. I've eaten frozen mango before. I've eaten, do you remember those naked juices when those oh, were yeah. a big thing? Mm-hmm. I used to drink a mango one, so like thought everything was going to be totally fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm chopping the mango. We just got one, peeled it. It was kind of challenging. I don't know why, but just Mangos peeling are it. hard. They're peeling, hard. Yeah. And they're, I didn't get it all the way, so I just took a bite and I touched the skin with my lip. So <laughs> me being me, don't think anything of it. Not 15 minutes later did my lips start to tingle. Oh. And I was like, well, I did put jalapeno in the salsa. Like, it, it could be a strong jalapeno, no mm-hmm. big deal. So they continue. I'm like, mm, this is starting to hurt. <laughs> was Dan like, uh, Megan? Yeah. Dan's clueless. Clues. Dan, I love you. I know you're listening, but you were oblivious we love you, to this whole, <laughs> whole situation. So I, of course, immediately overreact, run into the bathroom, see that there's tiny blisters forming on my lips. You actually got blisters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. So was like, 
holy shit, that must have been the mango because there was nothing else new or different out of my routine. So do you think it was just like the mango skin? I think it was the skin. So, of course, go down immediately, uh, Google of black course. hole. Yeah. And the first thing to pop up was an article called Mango Mouth with 164 <gasps> comments. Mouth. Yes. That are like, oh, this happened to me too. This happened to me too. And... Needless to say, for the first time, not even needless to say, I will say, for the first time in my life, I like was prepared and I was like, oh, the Benadryl's right here. Took two Benadryl. I think it stopped it. My eyes swelled a little bit, but Ugh. I was like, dear God. They wear mangoes. <laughs> wow. Who knew? Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, some people get like a rash that expands around no their mouth. Well, you look great now. <laughs> <laughs> it did look like I got lip injections the next did day. Did you take a it- picture? Yeah, I have a picture. Okay, I'll good. show you. Yeah, yeah, we'll share. <laughs> I it. sent it to my mom. I was like, "Mom, <laughs> <laughs> we'll totally share that." As you do. So, yeah, that was oh, my struggle. Man, that is a major struggle. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can top that. <laughs> Other than I just lost my credit card in my car, so you know, <laughs> as you do. So how does that happen? So okay, so <laughs> we're driving back from Canada, all hunky dory after we. St- stopped at customs or the border for two hours and i had put my debit card and my driver's license in the center console next to my phone and they were like up against each other so i think what happened (laughs) is i pulled out my phone and the debit card so gracefully (laughs) fell and just slid right into the e-brake slot. Like, it's not not the, like, space in between your seat yeah, and your console. Yeah, because I'm thinking down, like, the crack there no. where you can kind of like, get a hand in, the, in there. In the e-brake. So there's, like, this tiny, probably, like, two centimeters wide, like, in the e-brake. And it just went <laughs> right down. Did you watch it happen? <laughs> I didn't. So, I, so, like, a few minutes later, I look over, go to grab my debit card, and it's not there. And I'm like, oh, it must have fell out. So John and I sort of searched the whole car, moved the seats back and forth, you know, looked under the carpets, nothing. And John texts me today, and he's like, I found your debit card. And I was like, oh, great. Where is it? And he's like, it's stuck in the <laughs> e-brake. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I just, so I ordered a new one. So, you know things happen. I just can't believe it's like never to be seen again. Right. No, like literally unless we take the car apart, it's in there. It is stuck. Like how many spots in a car do you think that's even a possibility? Probably just that one. Like it had to land exactly perfectly to go in that tiny little like how? How does this doesn't happen to people other were you, than me. Were you like frantic at the time cuz I feel you sound very like you're laughing about it now. Yeah. No, I definitely was cuz I was like okay, maybe like I pulled it out too fast and it like flew out of the car and like somebody picked it up. But I checked my accounts, we're all good. Nobody stole my money, which is great. But oh my yeah. God. So it's in the Jeep forever. And <laughs> if we end up selling our Jeep at some point, somebody will inherit my debit card. Maybe it'll be an historical artifact one day. <laughs> They'll pull it out. Like, oh, this is what they used to pay Who me. was this woman? <laughs> right. Who was Rebecca Benyon? What is her story? Oh my gosh. Such a struggle. So today, friends, mm-hmm. listeners, we have an awesome guest for you. She is so good. So cool. Do you want to give the lowdown? Because you knew her before yeah. our podcast. Yeah. So Sarah Tegender, she's on our podcast today. Um, her and I met through um, an organization called Boston Business Women um, that we're both a part of. And we just kind of hit it off. We had lunch a couple times. Um, I went to an event with her. 
um, where her dad spoke, who we're also having on the podcast, and she is just always doing something. She has two little kids. They're so cute little nuggets. Um, has a husband. <laughs> has a business, she's a public speaker, she's traveling the country speaking and training people, and it just blows my mind. She blew my mind. Yeah. She, I have to say, is one of the most well-spoken people I've ever interacted mm-hmm. with. It really highlighted all the times that mm-hmm. I use um or, right. you know, <laughs> you know is what I also use all the time. Um, but she was just so clear, crisp, present mm-hmm. for the whole thing, and... Yes. I feel like she gave really relatable advice. Like it wasn't anything that, you know, would take hours out of your day, Mm -mm. but it was actionable advice that you can implement, which was amazing. So realistic. It Mm -hmm. wasn't like, you know, like how do you manage your schedule? And she was like, oh, well, you know, it's really easy and blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, she was real about it. She, she know, like she talked about not having balance and it's impossible to have balance, which is a great theory i think you guys are really gonna like that um and it's just i am gonna listen to this episode over and over again Mm -hmm. because it was so inspirational she had like a lot of really good meal ideas too Mm -hmm. which i wasn't expecting but was amazing travel tips Mm -hmm. just supplement advice yes all around great advice just being a human yeah and she's, she's amazing. super human i know so. she's also the cutest person ever she's so like, she's so cute she's just this ball of energy and it just radiates yes i can't wait for you guys to hear the episode yeah um, you're gonna to, love it to find sarah um her website is sarah together t-u-g-e-n-d-e-r for her last name um dot com and that's sarah with an h um yeah so if you want to get in touch with her we'll also put her information in the show notes Um, and make sure to rate and review yeah really helps us um but you're gonna love this episode so let's get into it so um first we just want to hear a little bit of background about you um you do everything i feel like i just saw that you finished a huge global facebook live event which is awesome i want you to touch on that a little bit and uh yeah we just want to know who you are tell our listeners about you yeah well hey girls (laughs) sarah together and it's really fun to be here with you in alston because i feel as if i'll start with my adult story and that was Mm -hmm. that i was at boston university and right here, I mean, we, we called ourselves Boston, but come on. Yeah. We were essentially yeah. <laughs> in Austin. Exactly. And I was studying communications. I was at the top of my game going into college. I actually went to BU on a full tuition scholarship on dorkiness, merit, <laughs> and volunteerism, and nothing that it was as exciting. My brother's there now actually playing on the hockey team. Oh, that's and so cool. I am the unathletic weirdo of the family who just really likes to study <laughs> that's nothing wrong that's with that awesome. <laughs> but they tell you right your whole life like go to school get good grades get a good job mm-hmm. and at that time my grandmother was headed into her 70s with her second 30-year career wow and oh my god at the end of it she didn't graduate until i was out of college but they they gave her a little nice piece of jewelry and had a dinner for her and and that was the end of it you, wow. you don't really have this you know grand thing of 
if you try to go into some sort of field like making a difference and I yeah. decided I really wanted to um, be a stay-at-home mom my mom and dad have always owned their own businesses I had that entrepreneurial spirit and I just wasn't going to do it in the regular corporate America way. And so I knew I had to think out of the box, but they don't let you do that in school. Right. And I had this opportunity presented to me to work with my dad, who's an OBGYN, who I know you guys are going to talk to him yes, on the show as Dan. well. Yeah. So <laughs> Dr. Dan, the medicine man. And uh, I just, I, I knew I didn't want to go into medicine. Blood grosses me out, mm -hmm. not my jam, mm -hmm. but I like to talk about wellness. I like to talk about what I was doing with my dad. I'm the oldest of six kids, and my dad would often pick me up, and I would do my schoolwork in the call room. And he'd come in, and, and he'd say, you know, Zara, I just delivered a baby boy, and I'd ask him what the name was, oh, and I felt so like fun. I was working with him. <laughs> and I like I literally did nothing. I just drank the apple juice in the call room. <laughs> and uh, I, I found that... In this way, he was on a journey searching for health and wellness. I was on a journey searching for doing something that was going to make me feel like I was making a difference. And so implementing wellness into traditional medical practices uh, ended up being what I wanted to do. And it's not as easy as it sounds. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure all. it took a lot long. It did, long it did. But I, I feel as if, you never feel when you're an entrepreneur as if you've arrived, but mm -hmm. I do feel as if this is what I designed. This is what I wanted to do. I work alongside my dad. In two weeks, we're traveling down to Charleston, South Carolina. He'll be training in one room. I'll be training in another. So and that cool. is just an absolute dream of mine now. My kids will be with me. My husband will be with me. Oh, we build in time to travel, which is part of what this wellness movement is about, right, girls? Mm -hmm. Like practicing what you preach. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, so I met Sarah through one of the groups here in Boston, Boston Businesswomen. They're awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and ever since I've met her, she's just been, I've seen her everywhere. And so um, her personality, and I think Megan can see that now that she's meeting her yeah. for the first time, it's just exuding <laughs> positivity. Yes. Um, and I think that's what drew me to you, Sarah. Um, and so I think it's really awesome what you've done. So let's take a step back. Like, let's go back to the days at BU where you were trying to figure it out and trying to figure out the next step. And I know um, you took a lot of really huge steps right out of college and big decisions. How did you get the confidence to do that? You have to. I mean, that's just it. My parents just taught me that you can do anything. And when you have a support system like that, you have the confidence because you know you can't mess up when you know you are going to mess up no matter what, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, you think of Hall of Famers, and I, I joke that I don't have an athletic bone in my body, um, but my brothers who are student athletes and now collegiate, both I have two brothers, the ones that are in college. I have a brother who's in high school still. So the, the two that went to college um, were both collegiate, collegiate athletes. My sisters are both very talented as well. And you're gonna if you're a Hall of Famer, you've missed more shots than you've taken than mm -hmm. than you've made. Mm -hmm. And I you just know inevitably you're going to fail. And when you know that and that's okay and you're just looking for the wins and celebrating the wins with your tribe, that's so huge. So I'm blessed to have the tribe that I have, but I also set that up. We we have those checks and balances. So you talk about mm -hmm. some huge wins. So I'll, I'll give you an example. I, you know, of course, didn't go right out of the gate being an entrepreneur, um, although I did the closest thing, which is running my own uh, territory as a salesperson. I started in pharmaceutical sales. I did end up migrating into advertising online sales. But that was something that everyone told me, you can't do that. 
<laughs> There's no way. That job is hard. You can't get a pharmaceutical sales job. And I did right out of college. Wow. I just I, I didn't let anyone I, I put blinders on, didn't let anyone else influence what mm-hmm. I was going to do. And I still do that today. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you mentioned my online event. You know, when they say things like, oh, you know, creating Facebook groups, that's going to be a, a grind. That's going to be something that's going to take years. Uh, I did. And, and this was a group I had opened up before. But in three days, I grew a Facebook group to 15,000 followers. And um, that's insane. <laughs> yeah, that that's is amazing. so many people. Well, so it is insane, but it's it doesn't have to be right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, but to me, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't you know six figures. It was it was just fifteen thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. There is no limiting belief, and uh, so when you when you just do that and say I'm going to help as many people and put so much passion into it and I did so many things wrong in mm-hmm. launching that group as quickly as I did and when I just opened it back up again for my second live event um, we grew it by it was about um, 5,000 additional members in just like a day or two so it, it keeps growing yeah it's fun that's, that's awesome so cool. So it seems, so I'm obviously meeting you in person for the first time, but your confidence just completely radiates. Um, So have you always been so self-assured and confident? Would you say that's something you've always grown up being confident? Or for maybe any listeners out there who are kind of struggling to find their path, what advice would you have to them? Yeah, I don't even know if necessarily I am still as confident because I think I'm the same but I always am questioning myself. And mm-hmm. I think it's because I still always want to get better. I just keep trying to get better. So I don't know if that, um, it's funny you say, how are you always so confident? And I don't feel because I still feel as if I can get better at things. Mm-hmm. And so there's some things I am confident about. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, what are some things my that your listeners can do just to be confident and be positive. One thing I have to say is I start every day by grounding myself. I have a mentor who taught me that uh, it's really important, especially with your feet. And I don't know if we do this. I don't know if we connect with nature as much mm-hmm. as we used to. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I'm I'm a city girl through and through. Mm-hmm. Like I've yeah. never camped in my life. I don't understand why anyone <laughs> would want to. Um, I don't Becky get dirty. Just did a couple oh. weekends ago. Oh, you have to explain <laughs> that. Me. <laughs> and then, uh, went to a hotel. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm like camping is there's no room service. Like Airbnb is like camping. <laughs> so, um, and but but I do think that there is something about us reconnecting back with that. So I actually I step on rocks quite frequently. So I actually oh. travel with a rock. I often travel with crystals if I don't have rocks. I'm a I and I step on them because your feet will. Uh, really activate your entire body and when you activate your whole body in that way and if you I also will sometimes roll out the bottom of my feet on a lacrosse ball Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever done that but to foam roll just the bottom of your feet um, it actually loosens up your entire body it's it's really incredible. So doing little things like that. I don't know if your listeners have watched the Tony Robbins documentary I am not mm, your guru and so all the good. nuts things that he does right yeah. backstage. But those are all real things. So mm-hmm. doing yeah. things like, you know, taking your fists and hitting your kidneys and activating your chi in that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what gets me 
to this level of activity, this level of action, moving my body, connecting with nature, grounding my feet, and then you can fake the rest really well. That's so cool. I have to ask, do you have any favorite crystals? Because I'm just starting well, I to I don't know anything them. about them. No, <laughs> no. no. I, and I, I think I'm big into like just what shape it is. I yeah. mean, it kind of looks yeah. like a heart. Something yeah. yeah, no, I feel like I do that. I have this crystal book, but then whenever I go and to get crystals, I'm like, oh, this one's pretty. Feels That's good. What they I say, hold though, it for a while. That you're supposed and... to like wait for the one that calls to yeah, you. So yeah. you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> Whatever works. Um, so we've talked about your confidence a little bit. I want to know though, what has been your biggest failure, and how did you move on from that? Um, the biggest failure for me, it wasn't really necessarily a failure because I do think that you learn from everything. And uh, I had a really hard time after I had my first daughter. I felt as if goal setting and my purpose, I just left a lot up to chance after and said, well, you know, this is what it's supposed to be, right? This is everything. This is motherhood for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I really failed to set goals and fail to work with my natural rhythm, which is to be successful and to have a purpose. And I just decided and it's so funny because you asked me what your biggest failure is and at that time I personally grew an Instagram account to 15,000 followers Mm -hmm. started a brand new business and brand uh, and did some of the um, biggest work in personal development that has really changed the course of my life at that time but um, I felt really unfulfilled I actually did not enjoy working in the consumer market. I learned about myself that I'm much more conducive to putting on my high heels, mm-hmm. getting dressed up, and working business to business. And so I felt as if I built this big business, which people are always like, wow, an Instagram account to 15,000 mm-hmm. followers. I was getting sponsored at the time. I was getting a lot of attention towards me. And then I hated that business. Mm, wow. Yeah. Um, just until recently, I wouldn't even open Instagram. I was just wow. mad at it. And <laughs> um, I just started, okay, now I'll look at it again. Mm-hmm. But I don't interact with it. I mean, you can look at my account, Power by Plants, mm-hmm. um, on Instagram. And things have changed. So my numbers aren't quite there as they used to be. But uh, I felt as if that was a failure. But I also learned you can't fight who you naturally are. You can't yeah. try to be something else. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of people have had those moments where they think they're doing the right thing and then they, you know, build something. They're like, oh, well, this isn't what I want to do. I mean, I felt that in college when I was going to school um, for journalism communication. And then by the end of it, I was like, you know what? This isn't what lights me up anymore. This isn't my passion. What am I going to do now? I just got a college degree that I paid for and worked through for three and a half years what now I know I'm right there with you <laughs> yeah but now you're a podcast but star. yes it's, exactly. it's kind of come full circle exactly but, you know and I think it's really interesting too similar to Becky so I work in finance probably not what I'd say lights me up at the end of the day <laughs> right but I think it's really interesting to me that through the podcast we thought that it was going to be really hard to get guests on you know but I think when you're doing what you're passionate about it's been really surprising in the best way possible that people Mm -hmm. have just been like yes like you know and just I don't know it's really cool to see so I think it's important to find what you're truly Mm -hmm. passionate about even if it's not your job even if it's a hobby yep yeah totally um okay so what advice would you give to people starting out let's talk about entrepreneurship because that's not easy at all no so let's go through that how did you get started 
Um, oh, how did I get started? Um, getting started, I, I felt as if I was always an entrepreneur. I mean, even from being uh, a young kid, I remember going with my cousins and making friendship bracelets and trying to sell them for 25 cents. <laughs> and, and I am the oldest of six kids. I would also often put on plays and shows. I've um, really liked the spotlight since I was little. Mm-hmm. And I would charge my parents tickets. And, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, for tickets, yeah. That'd so $50. Yeah. <laughs> it was always, uh, I was always thinking about how I could monetize, which I think is part of entrepreneurship. That's the social currency to show that you're doing a good job. And um, so I think when getting started, you have to also have a really great money mindset because you have to be able to receive that as the feedback. Um, entrepreneurship is about business and you're in Mm -hmm. finance, Megan. Mm -hmm. So um, it is the way that you can measure it is Mm -hmm. a financial measure. And if you don't have your money mindset right, if you're not willing to receive the money for the work that you're doing, you're not, it's going to be really hard to do that. Mm-hmm. And so embracing, embracing that. And em, for me, it's always been really fun to make money. Um, yeah. I did go into sales and I wasn't the one that just wanted to win my name in the company newsletter. I really wanted to make money. I didn't care so much about the recognition part of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. still driven that way today to be better, to keep growing. Um, and I th- I believe when I make more, I can give more, I can do more, I can employ more people. Um, and so figure out really your relationship with money is first and foremost. I think, do you want to talk about balance? Yeah, too? yeah. about balance because yeah. I love your theory on balance. Yeah, it was uh, when Becky had asked me, and we hadn't talked about this, yeah. Megan, but when Becky had asked me, you know, I'll probably ask you something about balance. And I, I said, I don't believe in balance. And I, I this is what I tell a lot of new entrepreneurs who I mentor and I coach. And I say to them, uh, you're never going to be balanced because there's so many aspects of your life. It's it's not just different aspects of your business, but right, we're supposed to eat right and we have to sleep and then we have to have date night with our partner and we have to be a good family member and somehow we have to fit in friends and then spirituality. And then I'm sure there's something we need to learn and be up to date on podcasts and reading. And <laughs> yeah. I don't know about you ladies, but I like to get my nails done yeah. and my hair did and, you know, and I, every now and then that kind of goes by the wayside. And um, I said, you're never going to be balanced. And I believe in intense, um, intense imbalance and focusing on one thing. But I also believe in going back to my brothers who play sports, they play sports for a sports season. And especially we'll take my brother, Jake, who plays hockey. The hockey season begins around we'll call it like Thanksgiving. And then it ends like maybe right before Easter. Mm -hmm. And he can go as hard as he can go because there's an end, Mm because there's a rest and a recovery and then another season. Mm -hmm. Um, And he can do something different, whether, you know, it's my brother who's still playing baseball and hockey or the one who's just playing hockey, and then he goes into, you know, a summer league mode, which is just, it's a different pace, it's a different mode. And what we end up doing as entrepreneurs is we say things like, well, I really should get into, we'll use podcasting as as an example. Well, I really should get into podcasting but you didn't really finish what you were just doing. Mm-hmm. And so then you say, well, I'm going to start my podcast, but what do you want it to get to and by when? And when do you want to stop doing a part of it? Mm-hmm. So we talked about, you know, I just asked your your studio manager, you know, do you have do you also edit the podcasts? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um he said, I don't have the pleasure, and Becky said <laughs> she's still the podcast editor. And so it's at what point are you going to get to the point where 
you're not no longer touching that aspect of mm-hmm. it because you did a season of editing. You understand what editing is like, and now you can move on mm-hmm. to something else because yeah. maybe it's promotion or guest development or some other aspect of it. You have to move on to something else and have an end. It's not just about the start mm-hmm. date. Oh, so cool. I feel I know, like I like, just preach. got like a coaching session. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like letting it soak mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Um, so as an entrepreneur, so I, I'm used to working in nine to five where it's a relatively structured day, you know, meetings. I know usually when I'm going in, I know usually when I'm leaving. I'm curious how you, do you try and structure your days in a certain way to be most efficient or is every single day different and you kind of go with the flow? I'm curious. Yeah. Um, okay. In a perfect world, yes, I do try (laughs) to structure things. Uh, I like to, um, at this point, I like to time block as opposed to activity block. So I will just say I will spend from you know 10 to 11 on this project. I will take a break. I will do something different. And then at 1130, I'll pick something else up. I do still have my two young kids who are mm-hmm. home with me. So um, cute. Ella yeah. is we adorable. Were, we were looking on Facebook. <laughs> we had a couple of pictures. So cute. So cute. I know. <laughs> Ella, who's four and a half, um, who goes to preschool most days for most of the day. And Brody, who is, he's just 13 months. So he's itsy bitsy. One years old. We kept him going. So that's so, good. He's a little <laughs> nugget too. And, it so it's a little different just because things have changed for me. But uh, again, that that was my season of being a stay-at-home mom with him and I'm transitioning and I know um, I'm going to do this until June 22nd and then I'm going to transition to a different schedule. So um, allowing yourself to say, okay, I'm going to have some unstructured time because there's another priority. I, mm-hmm. I can't get back, you know, the first year of my life with my son, yeah. and, of his life with my son. And uh, so I'm, that has been really unstructured. And now it's, okay, I'm doubling down because I have a couple of big projects I need to get through. So we're going to restructure things. And um, I do think that that kind of school day success where, mm-hmm. you know, the bell rings and you go from math to English, just yeah. like you probably feel like that sometimes right now, mm-hmm. Megan, at mm-hmm. work where it's like, Every Wednesday you have a team meeting and you know that Mm -hmm. that's what to expect and you know that this is the time that about everyone breaks for lunch and you have that routine. We really crave that, don't we? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we all think that, you know, being an entrepreneur means just drinking endless pots of coffee in our PJs (laughs) all day. (laughs) And it doesn't. (laughs) You have to have that kind of structure. Part of me thinks that I'd struggle almost Mm -hmm. with having just a completely – relaxed schedule and right. I know it's not like that at all but I'm sure it, at first some some entrepreneurs might fall into the trap oh, of yeah. oh yeah of kind of like I can just hang out exactly, all day yeah. exactly yeah no you, know, you have to look at your schedule for me it's making it the night before it's mm-hmm. looking at it um, and then setting your alarm executing on it uh, and knowing things are going to change and I also like to keep different buckets of to-do lists so I'll only work on one to-do list at a time mm-hmm. and so I'll have my personal things right so you have to uh, you schedule your doctor's appointments or pay your bills or call the landscaper whatever it is that I need to do and so maybe I'll give myself 20 minutes in the middle of the day to be able to do that and then again the timer goes off and I move on to all right I structured that you know this Thursday was going to be where I went out and I visited some of my local accounts which I still do and that I do on Thursdays mm-hmm. so I do have that routine mm-hmm. so kids so speaking for myself I feel like there's this pressure on women to 
have kids, have a career, do it all, but still keep up with, you know, the men who are staying in their careers for years and years and not having to take, you know, months off at a time to have babies. So how do you, what advice would you give to women who are kind of on the fence about having kids and still maintaining their career? Yeah. Isn't that a crazy thing? That's um, I also think it's such a disservice that our schools don't give us more moms as mm-hmm. role models and point mm-hmm. out the fact yep. that they were moms. Right. And that we do feel as if we need to account for that time on our resume mm-hmm. or block it out or make an excuse for it. And I, that was one of the things that really got me frustrated. I'll never forget uh, my junior year at Boston University and meeting one of the CEOs from Amazon before Amazon was even really the Amazon it is today. And I, I asked him how he manage that work-life balance and he looked really uncomfortable and slightly embarrassed and not something he ever gets asked and my mom says I'm fresh because I ask (laughs) questions like that and I I I was like you know what that's what I want to be and so um Becky I think all I can do is just try to be a role model Mm -hmm. to people who aren't there yet I don't really have good advice but you'll find a community Mm -hmm. of uh, we like to call ourselves mompreneurs and you'll find that community and you just have to start talking to those people as role models and Mm -hmm. and even you know in your health and wellness journey Mm -hmm. once you pick the whatever the diet or the lifestyle you know you're going to live you need to start now then having friends that eat like that and Mm -hmm. people that can encourage you and Mm -hmm. you know so if you're doing keto you're not going to go hang out in a paleo group and that doesn't make a lot of sense and um and you're not going to hang out with the vegans you know and Mm -hmm. so same thing you're going to start to then make friends who are moms and run businesses Mm -hmm. and you'll see what works what doesn't I just had breakfast this morning with one of my favorite mom friends who's pregnant with her second now and it was really great where I'm going through my transition where I'm going to change things about my schedule in June and asking her what works for her and giving each other local resources you know and we're not the guys that are going to go have right scotches and bourbons at the bar after work instead I'm doing an acai bowl with my pregnant (laughs) girlfriend on a Tuesday morning but that's that's my equivalent. And mm-hmm. I don't think that the men talk about the support and help that they get, right, on right. the golf course or right. where are the traditional places that people right. network. Mm-hmm. But in my way, it's I'm not going to the golf course or the bar or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going for acai bowls. And it's, it's the same. It's mm-hmm. the same networking that even the men have. And um, I think we should just put as much importance on that. This isn't shopping with the ladies. This mm-hmm. is I'm getting business advice. I'm right. doing networking with people. Right. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool just to compare that to, you know, going to the golf course, going to happy yes. hour. thing Because it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. You know, exactly. you don't have to know how to golf to network. So <laughs> Exactly. We should do yoga. Yeah, I exactly. Much better. Love golf it. sounds so boring. Getting a good zen <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so talk to us a little bit about lifestyle. And I feel like because you're immersed in the wellness world, I'm curious um, if you have certain lifestyle wellness hacks that you kind of swear by um eat your own food (laughs) that's one of my biggest hacks um uh, food has been a big part of my life and my entire family is plant-based we're not plant perfect and so I still enjoy I love that Mm -hmm. thank you I love that there's still a little wiggle room and not just this you know militant 
um, view. I, I think also coming from a big family, my mom, who is half Italian, I spend a lot of time with my grandma, who is 100% Italian. And there's nothing like breaking bread with someone. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Becky, you and I shared a meal together. Yeah. I hope, Megan, we can share a meal together too <laughs> sometime soon. And I do think when you do that, that is the ultimate bond and friendship um, way to have an exchange. And so if I'm going to your house, and I remember w- right after my husband and I declared ourselves plant-based, my girlfriend had a big wedding and they're really into barbecue. And we were like, of course we're going to have, you know, ribs and fried chicken right. and whatever you have at your wedding. It's your wedding. Mm-hmm. Or we're celebrating you in your way. And I promise it's it's not going to take life off my years, yeah. the right. one meal I have with you. <laughs> and I am I just am a believer in that. But at home, my diet is my diet. I mean, my home is my sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And that's where I get back to back to zero. Uh, I think that we all sort of eat the same things over mm-hmm. and over again. We eat the Absolutely. same breakfast, the same lunches, the same dinners. So people say, wow, isn't that hard? Or how do you know what to eat? I'm like, how do you know what to eat? Right. Yeah. <laughs> same way you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, I systemized everything. I write it all down. My favorite breakfast, my favorite lunches, my favorite dinners. And that's pretty much what I eat. I actually wrote a little ebook at one point. I, I, it's not even still available anywhere. <laughs> I was but like, ooh, where do I get that? <laughs> I'll share it with you guys. I mean, if anyone wants it, you can you can email me at powerbyplants at gmail.com. Yeah. I'll send it to you. It's my three <laughs> breakfasts, my six lunches, my nine dinners, things like chickpea piccata, lentil loaf, ooh, um, ooh. lentil tacos. I'm big into beans and lentils. That's one of the things. When I'm on the road, I don't know why no one eats lentils. Lentils are so good. They're delicious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I eat out of a lot of hotels. Yeah. Uh, That's where I am. And the vegan options or vegetarian options are always like bland pasta with Mm -hmm. oversteamed vegetables. Mm -hmm. And everyone says, well, where do you get your protein? And I'm like, well, absolutely not from that. Like that's, though it's overcooked and it's overprocessed. And Mm -hmm. um, I get a ton of protein throughout my day, but you should see what I eat. And Mm -hmm. um, just stick to that. I, I think, again, routine is so important for a lot of us. So finding a sleep routine, finding an eating routine, finding a movement or working out or whatever you want to call it routine and um, scheduling date nights with Mm -hmm. your partner you know and making that important and uh, family time and friend time and so that's what we do. That's one of my hacks. I um, I also do grocery delivery service. Oh, nice. I yeah, solid. love, mm-hmm. I just discovered Instacart yes, this that's past what year, I do. and it's the best it's amazing. game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Game changer. There's no reason to go to the grocery store. I know. Mm-mm. That's really not. I know. I used to love to go wander, and now I'm like, I have <laughs> so many other things I could be doing. Absolutely. And then you'll save it for the Sunday when you go through the farmer's market. Exactly. Like, that's, that's fun yeah. now because right. it's in season when I go right. pick up my CSA, but I don't need to spend time yeah where and battling like stop and shop yeah you get the same things every week too it's like it's not it's i not know be any and i save yeah. money because mm-hmm. if i'm not around all of the expensive oh, nut right. butters they won't find their way yes. into my car <laughs> <laughs> totally um okay so you mentioned travel i want to know how you eat how do you how you stay plant-based when you travel what you take with you if there's any supplements you take with you for the road because i know whenever i travel my whole system just gets out of whack it's so hard yeah um so 
we do a lot of research ahead of time. I, we try to plan out. We're going to New York City in two mm-hmm. weeks, for example, and we already have our dinners planned. And a city like New York City is so easy because mm-hmm. any type of food is welcome. Boston is the same right. way. Um, I, I really have been telling people, oh, this is simple. You can do this anywhere. And then and I don't want to like put down any particular state or city, but <laughs> I went to Indianapolis and I was like, oh, I understand what people mean yeah, now. This not, is not the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like a vegetable. They didn't quite understand. And mm-hmm. so we're flexible. Um, when I do speaking engagements, because I often, when I do speak, I'll speak for sometimes up to six hours in a day. Mm-hmm. And oh um, so that's where I am a little bit more flexible with my diet. I will incorporate some fish into mm-hmm. that. Um, I will eat where I typically am lower fat. I'll eat a little higher fat when I travel because that's that's a good hack and Mm -hmm. you feel full and more satisfied um yes supplements of course Mm -hmm. um i have a whole regimen that starts on the airplane with antioxidants and vitamin c Um, i like to do them now today and choose because i just think it's really convenient to Mm -hmm. be able to stick those in my purse pop a couple chews on the plane depending on the time of year i might even do um, an immune support blend um, that i i really love and then I think that also the magnesiums and the calciums Mm -hmm. and amino acids are important to supplement with. I always have nuts because those are easy to travel with. I always have some sort of nutrition bar. Uh, I sometimes will travel with nutrition shakes. That hasn't been something I've liked to bar Mm -hmm. lately a little bit better. Uh, And... So that's those are things. Let me think of anything else. Oh, I really also like my clarity supplements. So again, more antioxidants, Mm -hmm. um, things like your mangosteen, your acai, uh, combined with some really great activated B vitamins and more amino acids. I'm finding these amino acids are something that's helped keep my stamina when I've traveled. And then we'll switch to digestive health because that's where a lot of people feel that belly bloat, right, when you fly especially. And uh, so uh, putting in some digestive enzymes and probiotics are a staple. I just did a really big trip where I was on the road for a few consecutive days and I'm going to do a round of probiotics. So I'll probably do three months of probiotics mm-hmm. after that. Oh, okay. I don't know if you guys know this, but if you actually had antibiotics, it will take you six months to get your personal probiotics oh, back on really? track. I just had the worst sinus infection of my entire life where it almost feels like a failure you know because i'm anti-antibiotic mm-hmm. but after like three weeks i was like i just can't take it but hearing that i'm like i definitely notice a huge difference post antibiotics than i did before so mm-hmm. i'm just trying to drink all the kombucha yeah. and so yeah. how do you hit the p- probiotics hard like is there a limit you can do per day or is it just like free for all. Yeah, you actually want to make sure not so much um, how many because they'll naturally populate in okay. your stomach because they are bugs, mm-hmm. gut bugs, and they actually will change to depending on which ones you put in there. So you're looking for a probiotic that is has multiple strains. Okay. So the one I take has 10 strains. It also, I think, one that is shelf stable is a little bit easier because then when I do travel I can take it with me and I don't have to worry about it sitting in the fridge Mm -hmm. and then just setting a reminder so whether it's a phone alert Mm -hmm. I like to take mine before I go to bed because I take a lot of my other supplements in the morning Mm -hmm. Um, what are some of your can you list your favorite brands 
Uh, well, I would say that it probably is the one that I've been selling mm-hmm. for the past 12 years. Yeah. So I do sell a line that, um, not all of them, but most of them are in a form that's called isotonics. And so it's a unique delivery system. It's powders and crystals that mm-hmm. you reconstitute in water. And it creates a certain pressure because of the carbohydrates that when it's in the stomach, the stomach uh, believes that it's pre-digested. So it, the pyloric valve just opens right up pretty rapidly. It gets dumped into the small intestine and into your bloodstream in about five minutes. And so where your typical pills with the binders and the fillers just get exposed to all that stomach acid for an hour or two, depending on uh, even the constitution of your own stomach and how great your digestive tract is. And so you're actually wasting a lot of it that's getting broken down. And they put some yucky stuff in there. I yeah. never knew that. I never knew how long it took to actually get absorbed. Yeah, it depends on if you've taken it with food, what yeah. time of day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So take crazy. A while. And we'll Very link that. We'll link Sarah's uh, Sarah's link in the, the show notes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm intrigued. I'm like, I need to try it. I have one more question for you kind of on the wellness topic. So I'm curious, has your kind of cooking routine, wellness routine, how has that changed after having your little babies? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, yeah, I was very low fat and I still do crave low a low fat diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not as happy with the higher fat that the kids need. Mm-hmm. And that's a big change for me is I'm much more conscious of uh, things like tofu, which is a little higher fat, the avocado, a lot of the nut butters, yeah. adding things in and allowing them to be able to have access to that or request it. Um, that has been important to me, um, especially being I'm still a nursing mom and making sure that my diet stays at that a little bit higher fat range mm-hmm. than maybe I would gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to do things that are a little harder to eat and they're pickier, mm-hmm. but I still think that what's for dinner is what's for dinner. Yeah. If you don't want to eat it, you can have a piece of fruit. Otherwise, you know, you'll figure it out. Yeah. And they go through periods that right before I came here, my um, daughter, she goes through from like 3 to 5 p.m. She just wants to eat everything in sight. <laughs> don't I've we been all? There. <laughs> I've been there. And I let her. It's fine. So, I mean, she ate like an orange the size of her head and she had a smoothie and she wants a, some peanut butter and my homemade granola bars that my grandma makes for her. And uh, that's fine. I mean, she can go ahead and, and snack and, and that's good for her Mm -hmm. and that's her natural rhythm and just understanding that I I really try to um, at least for her man Brody he can't even talk yet but (laughs) um, there's lots of healthy snacks that she can access Mm -hmm. she knows where they are she knows when she can have what kind of snacks making sure that our processed food is super limited Mm -hmm. is important to me so going back to your low-fat diet how did you come to the realization that that was what your body needed Um, When we first went plant-based, we went plant-based to, based on the China study, which is a study about the rates of cancer in China. Uh, It was a huge study that was done, and they found that the populations that were plant-based had the lowest incidences of cancer. Looking also at the work from Dr. Esselstyn um, that he's done for heart disease and preventing and reversing heart disease, he also found that a low-fat, plant-based diet was great for that. Mm -hmm. With my grandfather, who 
um, ultimately just passed away from poor lifestyle, but did have a quadruple bypass surgery, Mm -hmm. um, knowing that if that was something that I wanted to be able to help people to make them healthier, I should probably do this. And Mm -hmm. um, so I, we ate pretty much on the engine two diet based on the documentary forks over knives. And that Mm -hmm. is a very low fat diet. Um, And then I I really enjoyed it. I saw results where my skin cleared up. I did lose some weight. I had really great energy. I was sleeping really well. Uh, I had phenomenal pregnancies. And this was then reinforced. My company came out with a genetic product. So you guys know 23andMe Mm -hmm. and how you can figure out your nutrigenomics. And I did mine because I was launching a training program with the company. So I was working with the naturopath who created some of the clinical guides and did my own and my family's. And uh, my genes actually say that I need a low-fat diet. That's amazing. And so I just randomly picked the best one. I need to do that. Can you share that link as well? Well, you'll have to talk to my dad. So it's only um, the one that I sell is practitioner only okay. so I okay. can't uh, sell it talk um, to Dr. Dan Dr. Yeah. Dan that's that. so interesting because yeah. I I'm still at the point where I feel like I haven't found the perfect diet for me so mm-hmm. even though you know I limit my processed foods and I've tried a variety of different things like paleo mm-hmm. plant-based I still haven't felt super right awesome so mm-hmm. i'd be really curious to so see interesting the and how can people find that test if they're in like indiana or another part of the country yeah I, you can absolutely contact me and okay. i have practitioners all over the country cool. so I, i'd rather make that personal yeah definitely. introduction cool. So cool okay um so you're obviously super busy one of my favorite questions for people that i'm always curious about is self-care so what are you, what's your favorite form of self-care and how do you incorporate that with two kids it's it's about acknowledging that what you're doing is self-care so some days honestly it's taking a shower by myself <laughs> <laughs> but whatever i do to take that in where i just take a couple deep breaths and say this is what I'm doing and this is what I'm doing for myself today Mm -hmm. and we're in this weird world right and I know I just got my nails done the other day and getting to the nail salon and sitting at the nail salon and it took a little longer than I wanted it to and it's like totally hashtag first world problems right (laughs) and halfway through I realized in the middle of my pedicure that was almost a necessity because I'm going to speak on stage. I had open toe shoes. Mm -hmm, I definitely needed a pedicure. And I just needed to take a moment and say, this is the moment for me. Mm -hmm. Maybe, yes, I would have rather made it, you know, uh, that two hours on the mat at my favorite yoga Mm -hmm. studio. But that's not the way that the cards worked out. This is what (laughs) the time that I needed for my self-care and I needed a pedicure and I needed my mm-hmm. nails done and uh, but acknowledging that that is the time for yourself mm-hmm. otherwise I mean sometimes it can just be you know now this time of year walking outside and having a cup of coffee on my mm-hmm. deck yeah and and saying oh, okay well I needed a cup of coffee anyways but I'm gonna take a moment yeah. and acknowledge mm-hmm. it I love that I love that it's like taking simple things that you may take for granted mm-hmm. but just soaking them in and right. being like this is my time my yeah, husband is really good at taking things and um, I always kind of question do I deserve it right mm-hmm. and like yep. should I go totally. get that really fancy facial right. like yeah. you know do I when my my studio my um, salon came out with the hydro facial and I was like do Amazing. I really deserve that <laughs> I don't know and then mm-hmm. he's like just do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, guys go. are so 
you know what I mean? They yeah. just like go for it. And yeah. I think a lot of times I agree. I look to my husband and I'm like, I should be more like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. Just do it. I um I have some friends that they were going through this money mindset course and they were laughing. They were like, This trainer is awesome. She even gets down to the nitty gritty of like, do you feel as if your underwear is super high class (laughs) and what you should be and so I was talking to my husband about this and I said I I didn't even consider that and we're always trying to upgrade our life and we're always trying to really live abundantly it doesn't mean like having an abundance but whatever we do have making it the best Mm -hmm. and making every experience great and I never even thought about my underwear (laughs) right and I um and he goes that's a good point I never thought about mine either. And within two hours, he had ordered 30 new pairs of underwear. <laughs> and I amazing. was still contemplating if that was like an appropriate thing to think about. And he's over there saying, how many do you think I need? Is 30 going to be enough? And I was like, I, I'm, I'm still debating whether or not that. I should think about right. buying yeah. one new pair. And you already have a brand new underwear that's wardrobe. Amazing. That oh is amazing. That's great. So that's the support system I have. He's awesome. Yeah, that's That's so nice. So we touched on a little bit before, but money mindset, I think, is huge. I think a lot of people have a very unhealthy relationship with money, Um, especially as women specifically for some reason. We don't feel like, like you said before, we don't feel like we deserve it or we don't feel like we can ask for money or raises or things like that. So what are some of your tips, just high level of how to, you know, bring yourself to a better relationship with money? Yeah, just keeping asking yourself why. Why not? Why do you mm-hmm. think that? When is the first time you felt like that? And uh, I have my biggest tip is if you can't answer those questions, go get help. And I don't think that there's any shame in finding help. Mm-hmm. And whether that means doing a course, talking to a friend, or even as far as going to therapy about it, mm-hmm. uh, there's lots of people that can help. One of my favorite types of therapy is a type called EMDR. Uh, It was originally created for or or originally worked really well for people with post-traumatic stress, specifically around wars. And it's a way to connect to the left and the right brain to access those files that you created as a kid and take your adult mind and connect it back to those memories to say that was slightly irrational, right? Mm -hmm. I was seven when I decided (laughs) that money didn't grow on trees because that's what my dad said. Mm -hmm. And now I know like money doesn't grow on trees, obviously. <laughs> right but that doesn't mean things like we have to work hard for money because mm-hmm. if that was true I mean I know the people that work the hardest I, I can think of some of my siblings friends and they're in college and they have three jobs and the, they're mm-hmm. those kind of jobs where they're, they're like in either retail or they're in the restaurant service industry and they work super late hours and it's grueling and they barely make anything but they have all these jobs and they drive uber on the side and they're, right. and they're trying to hustle and they're broke Broke, mm-hmm. yeah. totally broke. And so it doesn't mean, right, uh, some of the people that work the least are the ones that I think make the most amount of money. Mm-hmm. And so we know that, right, as a rational adult, right. but mm-hmm. somewhere in our mind. And so doing something like EMDR therapy, you just have to look it up. There's lots of providers in the Boston area who do it. Some will do it with tapping. Some will do it with waving a finger back and forth in front of your eyes. Some will do it with buzzers. Um, and it 
it's very quick. I find it also works well for performance. So if you want to be successful in business, if you want to be successful in athletics, those are the type of people. It's not, you know, your mom's talk therapy where you go right. for years and years and years <laughs> and you never get out. And again, I think there's a beginning and there's an end mm-hmm. and work with your practitioner to make those goals. That's so interesting. Yeah, that's so cool. I think it's a really interesting point on – Um, you know, the people who work the hardest may not have the most money. I think I used to be in public accounting before this, which is like working insane hours. And I think switching to a more typical nine to five, one thing that I've really struggled with is kind of my self-worth in I can work from eight to five and still be doing a good job and deserve the salary that I make. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's something that I'm still working through. And I thought that was really interesting what you said with that. Yeah, you can do it. Yes, <laughs> you deserve that money. <laughs> um, one question I had for you as well was, do you have any form of like a spirituality practice? It's something this year, especially I like have it on my post-it that's in my bathroom to work on. I'm just curious. Yeah, um, doing meditation has been part of it. I think I, I am spiritual. I like to be very thankful. This at the moment is not one of those times where I, I – feel as if I had a handle on it for a while so I'm uh, but I'm finding my habits are slipping so yeah. that is not in balance for me currently but when it was um, I really I enjoyed um, a specific type of meditation called holosync mm-hmm. and it used tones and I would do it actually I would wake up an hour early put it on my headphones listen to it and then set my alarm again to wake up and um, so I found it was very efficient because it didn't really affect my sleep and it was still proven to work so I like things that have science and validity behind it and now with a one-year-old that time when I used to be meditating is spent with him Mm -hmm. (laughs) cuddling so and it is is affecting my sleep meditation maybe yes (laughs) Yes. looking at his little faces is my form of spirituality when you build a human it's Mm -hmm. pretty incredible but um whatever it is I think just like anything else I approach it with make a season make a goal make an end and make it measurable so sometimes you know just putting the post-it up is a great Mm -hmm. reminder but then you have to actually schedule in I'm going to create a plan around it I'm going to go research. I'm going to spend one week and try this form of meditation. And if that doesn't work, you need to find a different form. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, for me currently right now, it's every day just taking a few deep breaths. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that was it. That was Mm -hmm. my meditation practice. As opposed to the hour that I really love but Mm -hmm. is not working for me scheduling-wise. Yeah. Right. That's so cool. So, um, where can people find you? Plug you in your business. What are you? What what's coming up? Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. SarahTogender.com. So I'm sure you'll link that. But yes. it's Sarah with an H, and that's T U Gender T U G E N D E R dot com. I don't know. It's my husband's last name, not mine. <laughs> um, and what is coming up? I always am doing really fun things. I specifically really like to connect with you if you are a practitioner. Um, I do love this. Uh, concept also of helping people find their true diets and lifestyles Mm -hmm. and I do believe that we still are in this society although I mean this work it does get people thinking but there is still a whole body of individuals that believe 
what their doctor told them that is, you know, the truth. And so mm-hmm. I do find at this time I'm affecting the most amount of people working with those traditional practitioners. So whether it's a nurse practitioner, a physical therapist, anyone that's in that medical power of authority. And so if there are any people that follow you that are mm-hmm. in that niche, I'll actually give you for the show notes um, a little diagnostic tool that I created um, on deciding if medical weight loss makes sense. And I say weight loss only because that's what people usually are asking for. Yep. You know that that comes with tons of side effects like mm-hmm. better sleep, better skin, mm-hmm. you know, better feeling, better body composition, more confidence, but it's usually in this industry. It's called weight loss, yep. <laughs> unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I will mask it as weight loss every day of the week and mm-hmm. twice on Sunday if it means I'm going to get people to eat better and make mm-hmm. healthier choices. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This thank was you. amazing. Thank you. Learned so much. Me, I feel like we could talk for hours and hours and hours. I we will do learn. that over cocktails. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes, definitely. That'll be our meditation. Yes. Um, self-care. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So remember self-care. Remember to just listen to yourself. And thanks again, Sarah. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.